no matter how great your solution or your product or any of your features may be, how you sell is a bigger differentiator than what you sell. You're listening to the Audible Ready Podcast, the show that helps you and your teams sell more faster. We'll feature sales leaders sharing their best insights on how to create a sales engine that helps you fuel repeatable revenue growth. Presented by the team at Force Management, a leader in B2B sales effectiveness. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the Audible Ready Podcast. I'm Rachel Klebmiller, and today I am joined by Patrick McLaughlin, known to many of you out there as Patty Mac. Patty Mac, welcome. Hey, Rachel, how are you? I'm good. I'm excited for you to join us on the podcast. This is your inaugural episode. That sounds great. <laughs> and today, uh, Patty Mac's going to sit down and talk with us about the role of the SDR and its alignment with the rest of the sales organization. A lot of sales organizations right now are trying to make sure that that part of their sales teams are in lockstep sync with everything else going on. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Patrick, what do you think, let's just start in a broad question. What do you think is the biggest mistake sales organizations often make with that SDR function and equipping it for success? Interesting question. So Rachel, a lot of things that I see, and it's not necessarily a bad thing, but a lot of times the SDR role is aligned to the marketing organization versus being managed by the chief revenue officer or an SVP of sales. Not to say that it needs to be aligned with sales, but many times the training is different. The training for the sellers is different than the training for the marketing organization. The marketing organization is looking to put out there a message on how they do it better and what they do specifically in the marketplace. And a lot of times I see SDRs are being managed to metrics, how many calls, how many emails, how many social media, where I don't know if organizations invest a lot of time in providing the SDRs with the knowledge of the true business problems that are in the marketplace that they address for customers. Yeah, it's important to get specific to the role and focus that training and how you're enabling them specific to the role. And I know that I've heard you use a great analogy for that role, the SDR. You used it when you're talking to them and, and training them. Share that with us. Yeah, so I, I believe the SDR role or the, the, the role of the SDR is to charge the marketplace with, with information, provide customers with things that they don't even know are available or attainable in the marketplace. So I came up with a with an analogy, the AAA battery. Articulate what's available and attainable in the marketplace. So if you're on a cutting edge technology, many times potential customers don't even know that your solution is available in the marketplace. So I want to provide the SDR the skill set to, to articulate What's available? Like, hey, this is out there that you may not know is, is out there that can solve a problem that you've been experiencing for quite a long time. And then second, many times the value SDRs bring is, is providing executives with knowledge. Many years ago, I had a C-level tell me, Patty Mac, the best thing you bring me is data and information so I can be or make better informed decisions. So when you think about, can I articulate what's attainable? What has other great organizations or maybe what has my competition accomplished that may put me at a competitive disadvantage that I want to know about? So yeah, we came up with this with AAA battery, articulate what's available in Taylor Marketplace. And then really the reason why we came up with it was this, you know, when you think about it, direct reps, 
and SDRs really have two different functions, right? Traditionally speaking, enterprise sellers, field sellers got to have to uncover customers' needs, articulate value, right, and differentiate, potentially negotiate. Well, the SDRs, the role of the SDRs to provide value, handle objections because the customers can potentially be asking questions, right? And they're looking to gain some commitments to further the conversation. Right. That's a very different focus. And it's important to recognize that you don't want you don't want them sitting in a training where they're talking about closing the, the deal in the final stages because their job, to your point, is to provide value, qualify, handle objections, and gain commitments to the next steps to articulate what's available and attainable. Absolutely. So- yeah. So the question is, how do you make sure that they're focused on that? And we have even talked internally of force management. We've done training for our own SDR teams. We'll go through it and be like, ah, is this too much? Like, are we giving them too much? Is this, is this going to make them less focused on what they specifically need to do? And we always say to effectively train a sales team, it takes mindset, process, content, and tools, shift the mindset, provide the process, tools, and content in order to execute and a part and part of making this ha- happen is really looking beyond that SDR function in order to enable the SDR function. And that's looking at the alignment of the entire company. Uh, absolutely. So think back when we go out with command of the masses, we talk about the four essential questions exercise. What business problems do you solve for your customer? How do you specifically solve them? How do you do it different than the competition? And what's your proof? Now, we'll tie that back to the analogy of the AAA battery. Articulate what's available and attainable in the marketplace. Many times with the SDR trainings that I've done, I ask them, hey, have any of you own a cordless drill? And they say, yeah. And I say, why? Well, we can take it underneath the kitchen sink. We can go outside with it. We can travel with it. All of those reasons. And I said, okay, that's interesting, but that's not why you bought the cordless drill. You bought the cordless drill because you wanted a hole. Okay, you bought the cordless one because of all those other features that it had. But the reason why you made the initial purchase was you wanted the hole. So let's think about that. That's what C-levels want. C-levels want to buy the hole. They don't want to buy the drill. So if I can align my SDRs to understand those four essential questions and train them and develop them to be professional in how they speak, be relevant to the audience, and be brief, right? Because many times without that skill set, I see SDRs, I won't say lying, but maybe fabricating the value that they bring into the marketplace because they don't know what to say when they get an executive on the phone. And you always have to remember, the SDR is interrupting somebody's day. So being brief, relevant, and professional, they'll differentiate themselves from every other SDR organization in the marketplace. Yeah, that those three traits go a long way, especially, you know, when you've been on the other end of, of those calls, it, it's meaningful. I'll always take a call if if somebody has <laughs> is coming to me with some some value and is professional. And as you said, I mean, in the absence of information, your reps are going to make it up. I mean, what else will they do when they're on the spot? And there's really no worse way to start a sales process off if you're sales teams aren't really aligned on what specific problems that the buyer has, the problems that we as a provider can solve. So Patty Mac, once a company has alignment on those essential questions, which you just talked through, how does that really manifest itself on down into a training for an SDR? What tools does it give them? Talk, talk a little bit about that. 
Okay. Well, think about this. When To be brief, relevant, and professional, I'm looking for them to tie the message to the industry, the use case, or their persona, right? And, and they have to be able to deliver it in probably 18 seconds or less because they've interrupted somebody's debt. They need to know what the specific business outcomes that they provided for the prospect or provided for a proof point or a reference that they're referencing on the call that would be relevant to the customer. So many times when we talk to enterprise sellers, we talk about the three Ps, right? What's the purpose of the meeting? What's the process? What's the payoff? Well, when I'm meeting with an SDR group, I talk about the three Cs. You need to deliver the concise message so the customer understands exactly why you're calling. I give them examples when they're sitting at home at night and the phone rings or their cell phone goes off and they don't know who's, who's calling them, what they're calling for, or what even the message is and how aggravating that can be for them. I said, well, that's what your customer's feeling on the other side. So be concise on the reason why you're calling. Be compelling. Don't call a hospital system and talk about what you do in higher education. Don't call manufacturing and talk to a SaaS company. Make sure the message is compelling to the prospect be it a use case, the industry, or the persona. And then lastly, this is a game of numbers. I'm not going to diminish the value of the number of calls that an SDR needs to make, but the intent is I want to deliver a challenging message because if the prospect, which they do have a natural reaction to say no, says no, I want them to be thinking, am I missing out? Is my organization being put at a competitive disadvantage because I did not listen to what the SDR was talking about? So we really try to reinforce the three C's. Get that concise message over in 18 seconds or less. Make sure it's compelling to the individual you're talking to. And make it challenging that they think, hey, I may be missing out on something if I don't take the next conversation with you. Yeah, and and to your point earlier, that really comes down to having a really great understanding of the problems that you solve for the buyers and and where you've done it before, your proof points and how you can bring value to these companies that you're that you're calling on. Another challenge that particularly the SDR has to deal with in those short phone calls is handling objections. And I've heard you do some great training on handling objectives, objections. How talk a little bit about how this alignment or maybe the three C's or whatever um, yeah helps with that? Great question, Rachel. Um, you know, the interesting thing is, is that most SDRs, when they hear the objection, they think the prospect is potentially saying no. And that's not really the case because we try to reinforce with the SDRs, we don't want you selling over the phone. So there never should be an opportunity for the customer to say no. The customers say, well, thank you for that information. It may not be pertinent to me or my industry or my job at the current time, but hey, thank you for that information because I'm looking to articulate what's available and attainable in the marketplace. So if we're taking the approach where we're not selling the customer, but only providing valuable information to help them and their company, right? And if they do ask questions, we should see that as an opportunity to help them clarify their thoughts. So first, when a prospect, I won't say necessarily objects, but when a prospect starts asking questions, they are trying to validate what you do in their marketplace. They're picturing the message you're delivering and how it would resonate in their position in their company. So we need to take the opportunity to really effectively listen to them and then ask clarifying questions and then provide an answer. So I would see the objection as really we've doing a good job and the customer's just testing for understanding. 
Yeah, their question is a sign that they're continuing the conversation, which is a good sign if you respond in the right way. Absolutely. One of the things I always try to tell them is great SDR work is just great storytelling, right? We were trying to tie means and emotion together with a proof point and a metric that's relevant to the prospect. So it's either increasing revenue, decreasing costs, or mitigating risk, right? Of a, a true attribute of a value driver. How do you tie that back to the client? And you do that through great storytelling. Yeah. I remember too, you telling me a story about a team member you had on your inside sales team who actually was excited when she got no's or when she got rejection because she played the number game, right? Yeah. So that was an interesting person. Um, yeah. So, so she knew what her on-targeted earnings were. She knew how much money she wanted to make. And that was really, that was great because she knew the metrics. So she was able to back in that once she got to a hundred no's, she actually overachieved her quota and overachieved in her qualified pipeline. So what she used to do to manage to the nose was she had two coffee cans on her desk. And every time she got a no, she moved one penny in from one can into the other and kept transferring the, the pennies back and forth, which was quite interesting because you'd hear them click. So you knew she made her goal because she was starting over after the hundred, but she found, she, she put it into a game for herself and it worked. I'm not necessarily advocating that for every SDR. I tend to want to work off the positives, but this was a great <laughs> motivator for this individual. Oh, right, right. And it allows you to move on to the, to the people who are going to ask the questions, who are going to understand the value of what you mentioned being available and, and attainable. Yeah. Great point, Rachel. Yeah. So what is your perspective, Patty Mac? You work with a lot of great sales organizations. Do you think in this industry of, of sales, of B2B sales, that companies as a whole too often diminish the role of the SDR? Yeah, you know, interesting. I would hate to say that companies diminish the role of the SDR because they're actually such a relevant position in many of the organizations that we work in. But maybe they overlook the tremendous value that the SDR population brings. I mean, think about it. Many organizations put an SDR team together because they want their more tenured, more expensive sales force working on qualified leads. Well, if that's the case, if we put the same amount of training and investment into the SDRs, we would essentially be generating qualified or more qualified pipeline. And that would, I would hopefully lead to us working on the right deals, probably working on more winnable deals with our tenured field staff, and then probably working on bigger deals, bigger revenue, larger, more profitable deals. Yeah, that's a great, great clarification there. I think this has been a really good conversation about that SDR, that specific role in sales. We often don't get specific in the role for sales as it kind of spreads out in organizations. So thank you for talking with me about this today, Patrick. I think we like to wrap up with a bottom line and you have, you have some great bottom lines I've heard you give. What do you think the bottom line is for all of this? Well, they say, you, they say you only get one chance to make a first impression. And if the SDR is your, your first communicator of what's available and attainable in the marketplace, you need to be thinking about that impression. 
think back to many things we say at force management, no matter how great your solution or your product or any of your features may be, how you sell is a bigger differentiator than what you sell. Yeah, that's it. Thank you so much for joining me for this conversation, Patrick. Thanks, Rachel. You have a great day. Thank you. And thank you to all of you for listening to the Audible Ready Podcast. At Force Management, we're focused on transforming sales organizations into elite teams. Our proven methodologies deliver programs that build company alignment and fuel repeatable revenue growth. Give your teams the ability to execute the growth strategy at the point of sale. Our strength is our experience. The proof is in our results. Let's get started. Visit us at forcemanagement.com. You've been listening to the Audible Ready Podcast. To not miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. Until next time.